Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. I give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favour to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea and became dry, and he led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe, and redeemed them from the power of the enemy, and the waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, they sang his praise, but they soon forgot his words. They did not wait for his counsel. They had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but sent a wasting disease among them. When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord, the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abraham. Fire also broke out in their company, fame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped a metal image. They exchanged the glory of, a, of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their saviour, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Therefore he said he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to take away his wrath from destroying them. Then they despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their tents and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Therefore he raised his hand and swore to them that he would make a fall in the wilderness and would make their offspring fall among the nations, scattering them among the lands. Then they yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds and a plague broke out among them. Then Phinehas stood up and intervened and the plague was stayed and that was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. They angered him at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account, for they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples, as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations, and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they became unclean by their acts, and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hands of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry 
For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. He caused them to be pitied by all those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Have you ever forgotten something that ended up causing a disaster? Well, if you know me, I forget things all the time. It's one of the things you'll notice if you spend a bit of time with me. I even managed to forget the day I was meant to be having a driving test. Now that was a panic, I tell you. I broke the majority of the highway code on the way to the test centre. I do not recommend it. Well, we're in this psalm, Psalm 106, and uh, we're going to see a little bit about um, the people forgetting. The previous psalm, Psalm 105, has talked about God's faithfulness to his people time and time again. He was faithful to that promise that he made, even when it didn't look like it. But now, in this psalm, the people of God must learn to retell that story. But this time the headline is their disobedience. So you've probably got to pick that up as we went along. So if you look down from verse 7 through to 42, we're led through seven episodes of their unfaithfulness. And they're pictured up on the screen here. But if you look down at your Bibles, they occur in different places along their journey. So let me show you where they are. In verse 7, they're in Egypt. In verse 13, they're in the wilderness. In verse 16, they're in the camp. In verse 19, they're at Horeb. At verse 24, they're in their tents, refusing to go into the land. Verse 28, they're worshipping Baal of Peor. And verse 34, they're in the land, but they're taking up the practice of idol worship. Now these are the low points of faithlessness of God's people, Israel. And the people are being told to sing about them. That's a bit weird. And that's a bit glum, isn't it? I mean, you might think, why put a down on them? We just had a lovely story, the previous psalm, about God's faithfulness, again and again and again, doing what he said he would. Why? Why do you tell that story but speaking about their disobedience and telling such a different story? I guess this is the kind of replay... Oh, what's happened? I guess this is the kind of replay we might do with a child. We might do this with a child. We might say something like, do you remember the last time you did that? Do you remember what happened? We might have that conversation. And like a child, I guess that consequences might work as a deterrent. Certainly, for the people, seeing just how quickly they turned away from God, it might sober them up a bit. But any good parent doesn't stop at what's been done and the results. 
They want them to learn from why it happened in the first place. So that's what we're going to find out. Why did it happen? There's a phrase that appeared again and again. Did you spot it? Is there in verse 7? Is there in verse 14? And it's verse 21. So explaining what led to the first episode in verse 7, it says this. They gave no, our fathers, when they were in Egypt, gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses. In verse 8, God rescues them. Their enemies are destroyed in the Red Sea. In verse 11, and by verse 12, they are believing his promises and singing his praise. But the very next verse says, but they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. They put God to the test in the wilderness. And jump on to verse 21. Recalling the golden calf incident, it says, they forgot God, their saviour, who had done great things in Egypt. Why did that happen? They forgot. This psalm teaches us that at the lowest points, the people forgot. They forgot what God had done for them, and they gave no thought to his many kindnesses, his miracles. The mighty works of power he used to bring them safely out of Egypt, they forgot God, their saviour. So you might call this thoughtless ingratitude. Thoughtless ingratitude. They weren't thinking about what he'd done, they weren't talking about it, they weren't remembering it. And it leads to two things, and we, I won't have time to go through all the details, but if you look at the final two episodes, um, when they refused to enter into the land, and after they've entered into it, they're the worst. So the first thing it leads to is wickedness, wicked acts. And we see that in the last two episodes. You see, Baal of Peor, he's the god of fertility. And in order to please him, they would hold sex parties, basically. And, uh, and that's the kind of behaviour that was going on in the camp. And, and when they finally enter the land, it's no better. Because it's not long before they're worshipping the idols there. And we read about them. They're sacrificing their children. In verse 37. So the thoughtless ingratitude leads to two things quite quickly. It first leads to wickedness, wicked acts. And secondly, it leads to judgment. We've seen that, haven't we, as we read through. Uh, there were certain things that happened. Um, Disaster came on them, brought about by the Lord. And we were reading Isaiah last week. And Isaiah was writing during the time mentioned in verse 41 and 42. And you remember what Isaiah said would happen to the people. Well, he said that nations would come and take them away. And it really did happen. The people were taken up into captivity. That's what verse 41 and 42 says. So there was a judgment. There was a consequence. So that's the, that's the bad news. Um, in summary then, this psalm teaches us 
that God's people are terrible at remembering God's kindness to them. Their ingratitude and their lack of praise of him leads them to turn from him. Wicked acts resulting from no longer acknowledging what God has done for them, and even worshipping other gods. We've seen that. If you look at verse 43, this is probably the summary verse. It says, Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. So that's the problem on the screen. They forgot. So let me ask you a question then. If forgetting is the problem, what's the solution? Is it remembering? Is it just to get better at remembering? I don't know what your memory's like, but you know, there's, there's tools, there's things we can use to try and make our memory better. Is that the answer? After all, doesn't this psalm again and again encourage us to praise the Lord? So when they sing, it would be a reminder to them of what God has done. So if they just have that on repeat, what was that song? Oh yeah, okay, I remember, I remember. Can they avoid doing the same thing? That's the question. Well, actually, that's honestly what I first thought when I read this. I thought, problems forgetting, solution must be remembering, sure. But it can't be right. Let me, let me take you to two, turn, two of the turning points in this psalm. And by turning points, I mean that these are, this is when the people's prospects dramatically improve. Their prospects dramatically improve. The rest of it is looking like it's going down the pan. These are the only times when it looks like it might be improving. And these turning points, there's two of them, and it's not down to them at all, we're going to see. The first turning point is verse 23. Verse 22 has just said what they've done. They've done. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of revolt. They replaced the God who rescued them as slaves under Pharaoh with a melted lump of gold shaped like an animal. Verse 23, God is more than ready to destroy them. He tells them this is what is going to happen. Let's have a look at it. Verse 23. The one that stops his anger is Moses, his chosen one, who stands in the breach before him and turns away his wrath from destroying them. But notice Moses hasn't appointed himself as wrath. He is God's chosen one. We see that happen again in the second turning point in verse 30. It says, they provoke, in verse 29, they provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds, and a plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was saved. This time it's Phineas, the priest, who stands up and intervenes, and the disaster is stopped. Can you see, then, that the worst moments in Israelite history, God stops the anger by someone his chosen one, providing a representative for them. So 
this is a God who thinks up ways to be merciful. He does it with someone who can appeal for the people and appease his anger. That's who Moses was, that's who Phineas was. Well, God knows the history better than we do. He knows that, at least in disobedience, it will repeat itself. We're no different. God knows that you and I will do just the same. Despite all that God has done for us, when we are no longer grateful, we reject Him and do all kinds of evil. So what hope is there for God's people today? Well, like Israel, what we most need is a Moses or a Phineas. We need someone who can appeal on our behalf and appease the anger of God that we deserve. And you see that? That must be the solution that this psalm is pointing us to. If this psalm just went on a bit further into, in, in, into the future from when it is, it would get to the life of Jesus. Jesus is God's final and better representative. And actually, not only is God patient, he endures with such a rebellious people. In his final acts, God actually takes the anger and exhausts it on himself. Moses and Phinehas didn't do that, they just said, please, don't judge the people. But on Jesus, all the destruction of the people's rebellion that they deserved was on Jesus at the cross. So God is merciful and patient, that he is outrageously gracious, that he would one day suffer in our place. Not only that, but Jesus isn't dead. He rose from the dead. And he is alive forever, ruling at the Father's side. And, and what is Jesus doing all the time? Well, turn to Romans 8, verse 32. on page 944. What is Jesus doing? It says this, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Jesus is constantly remembering us in prayer. He's praying for us. For those that he has saved, that's what he's doing. Uh, well, let's have a little think about what all this means for us. Let me suggest that if you're listening to this uh, on our website, or uh, perhaps you're here for the first time. 
never heard anything like this before. Well, you might actually agree that people are evil and they do horrible things. You might agree that. That's just what we do. But have you ever wondered why? Will you make the link that this psalm does between ingratitude and evil? The reason people do the things they do is because they do not thank God. So if someone says to you, no thanks mate, not interested. It's interesting, no thanks is what they're saying. But actually it's no thanks in their heart. There's no thanks towards God for what he's done. And actually, it is profoundly evil to reject the God of this good. It's evil to reject him when he's this good. Not only has he made us, but he can rescue us from sin. And for you, I suggest that you need with the thought of Romans 1, which describes our world and gives it the headline. It says they did not honour him and they did not give him thanks. That being the big problem. They did not give him thanks. But maybe you're uh, a church person. You may be itching, itching to know, what, what do I have to do? What must I do? Well, the headline of this psalm is that we cannot stop ourselves turning away. We will. It would be really helpful for us to admit that we have an ungrateful heart. To see this is the big disease, and our lives match that. And perhaps one of the most ungrateful things we can do is to trust in our own good behaviour. When God has made it clear that it will not do, and after he sent Jesus for us, he's chosen us. But maybe we're a believer. This psalm shows us that people who have experienced so much of God's kindness forget about him. And the evil of these two should warrant his judgment. So we can love the God who raises up another to stop this anger, because our memories are that bad. They're awful. We can wonder at how good God is against the backdrop of our rebellion. That's what we worship him for. And maybe when we catch ourselves sinning, in our ingratitude towards what he has done, we can look to Jesus. Not only has Jesus exhausted the anger we deserve, but he never stops praying for us, standing before the Father, Uh, well, I told you to hold that thought about remembering, because the fruit of this understanding will be a desire to tell others. And there's something about telling others that helps us to remember, isn't there? It benefits us. When we speak about what God has done, it calls it to our mind too. So, actually, when we do that, we, it is benefiting us. It's helping us to remember. And actually, I'm struck that the person who gets the warning, the seriousness of this psalm, actually, will see the importance of things that help us remember. So the importance of coming to church, Bible studies, to 
praying with other people and encouraging them is important. We can't be a Christian on our own. Um, there might be some questions you have. Um, let me just click there. Uh, but let me pray. Father God, it is astonishing and uh, frightening to see um, the people who had experienced so much of your uh, power, so much of your kindness to them, as bringing out of darkness and good uh, within the same moment, um, find themselves doing, uh, doing so much against that, and it says that they weren't bothered about it, they weren't grateful. And we're the same too, uh, our hearts lead us to many things, and to worship other things other than you, and to, to commit um, so many evil things in worship of those um, other gods. And I pray that you would help us, and um, as we think over the psalm this week, that um, would you show us um, again and again, how people have turned from you and how we can turn from you. And make us humble with those that would um, see uh, just how much Jesus has done for us by taking them on again. Pray that we would uh, keep our eyes fixed on him and uh, adore him uh, for the grace that and would you help us do that for each other and as we speak um, afterwards, would you help us to uh, point each other to you and not to our own um, good behaviour, efforts. Uh, we pray uh, that you would uh, remind us of these things this week. Amen. Thank you.